Hi, and welcome to People Powered Tech, a podcast powered by Profit Optics. We're a technology consulting firm that unlocks innovation for companies. I'm your host, Greg Stivers. And I'm excited today. Our guest is Nathan Henry. Nathan is our executive director and vice president of digital strategy and design. He has an impressive background in product management and digital strategy across industries. And I, for one, am super excited to have him here. So Nathan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Greg. Super excited to, to be joining you today. Uh, we'll get to riff on some cool stuff. I'm, I'm excited to have the conversation. Absolutely. And I should say, I'm excited not only for you to be on the podcast, I'm excited to be part of the team. So uh, welcome to Profit Optics. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a wonderful uh, start. And so I'm looking forward to all the stuff we get to do together. Uh, but yes, first things first, let's chat about yeah. all the things that we want to do. All right. Well, first things first, actually, we call this people-powered tech because before any of this tech was people, right? And without the people, we wouldn't have tech. So what I want to do is just ask you, if you would, just to kind of give our audience a little update on who Nathan Henry is from a, both a personal and professional perspective. Perfect. Uh, my, my product person users at the core is my heart is smiling with that question. So thank you so much. Reggie from Chicago, uh, but currently live in New York City. I've been there for, for several years. On a personal level, I'm super passionate about sports. I, I love all sports. I'm going to make a very bold claim though. I don't think golf is a sport. We can debate that later if we need to. Uh, my, my favorite though, I, I will always follow any tennis match of any kind anywhere. Uh, I used to play tennis, but that's gone. Uh, my favorite player ever is Monica Seles, very popular in, in the 90s, uh, because she transformed the game, both with like her unorthodox style uh, and, and just how she approached the game. And, and I, there's some version of me at my work that kind of does that too, a little bit unor- unorthodox in, in, a, in a different style. So I definitely relate to that. Uh, I, I'm such a tennis geek that friends will throw out a day or rather a year in a city and I can tell them who won the tournament and the score. Wow. It's a, it's a wow. weird party Impressive. trick. It's a weird flex. <laughs> uh, so, you know, w- you know, when I'm not virtually following tennis uh, across the, the world, I enjoy donuts, white wine and traveling just as much as I can to have just new personal experiences. I, I found a love of travel, unlocking sort of how locals live their lives and seeing how different and contrasting that might be to mine. From a, a work standpoint, uh, everything I do is from the lens of a user. I, again, product person at heart. So I think about users and their experience, very much user centricity. And I think of problems in, in very specific ways. What is the problem that we are actually trying to solve? How does that problem impact the users today? And then what is the most successful outcome that would yield the best possible experience for those users? That is the lens that I'll look through for, for all three uh uh, those questions for all three of our, our experiences for anything that I'm doing. Uh, and I really think that that ties back to what I come back to is, is understanding how you design for that user's overall experience. And that's an incredible place to be because you've understood enough about the problem that you're poking at it. You've got some solutions and you start to design these solutions uh, that, that really get to the heart of the user experience. And when I say design, it would be it's twofold of how I approach that and why it ties into my role here at Profit Optics is of course, there's visual design that's part of it. But what I'm really speaking about is, is the most essential part of the design experience, and that's the user's experience. It, it guides desired outcomes. Uh, it, it, it's what drives businesses, whether it's engagement, revenue, uh, also just the, the overall happiness. And there's just no shortcuts to, yeah. to that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And really, I, I mentioned earlier, but people-powered tech is named that for a reason because there are people that are behind the scenes and making this happen, but there are people that we're working with every single day that are the reason 
that we're developing this, that the reason that we're improving these solutions so that they have a better experience. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We have obviously concentrated on that. We're so excited you're here because uh, one of the things that has been our hallmark is really developing just phenomenal client engagement, client experience, and, uh, and, and knowing what you've done in the past. That was something that super, was super attractive to us to join this team and even make us better in that regard. So. It's a great match. I've, I've watched what, what you've been doing and I just think together, yeah, I, I think we're going to do some some terrific and, and tremendous uh, software that are going to power some really, really uh, incredible outcomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about some software. So Love it. maybe a little provocative question just to kind of kick us off here, but why does bad software happen to good companies. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> There's a lot of answers that go into that, right? But the the top answer is decisions that are made in developing software that don't always think of that user's experience at the first, first, second, and every other de- decision that's that's across the board there. You know, the overall human experience, humans are complex, right? Software is complex. So you're trying to find a way to put complicated solutions in front of complicated beings and that's just exponentially complicated so let's reduce the friction let's reduce the ambiguity and just be clear patterns and again kind of going back to that that designing for for users the questions that i think of are when's the last time you actually took the temperature of your of your users what do they really want what is the problem that they're actually trying to solve you know, I find frequently that you know, businesses rely on anecdotal data or data that they have that might be aged even just two or three years. But buyer behavior, customer behavior, internet behavior as you know, capital I changes daily. There's always new experiences that, that people are exposed to online, a new product, a new paradigm, all of that. And so if you're not factoring in not just your users using your solutions, but how users, your users are using all of the solutions, you're missing the mark there. And so I really feel it's much more around that that 360 is the, sort of that view of, of you know, that user's journey. They're, they're using your programs and your software for a, a small part of their day. What did they do before that? What did they do next to that? And not to capitalize on timeshare. It's not about that at all. It's really their behaviors, their mindset, how did they show up to you? What, what, how can you make that better, reduce friction, and then pass them to their next task safely, sufficiently, and, and as quickly as they want to? Yeah. And of course, you want them to stay in your software, but they're going to exit at some point. That's okay. You want to make it so so friction-free that they want to come back. That's yeah. that's the experience. Yeah, no, well said. I think, you know, so many of our clients, I think when as we talk to them about some of their challenges, some of their problems, I think oftentimes they have this assumption that they know exactly what their users need. What are some of the things that you've done traditionally that uh, that really help uncover maybe really what needs to be done or what really those users need? Yeah, I think diving deep, asking a lot of questions and purposely looking for friction points between sort of you know the the customer's sake like what are they looking for and looking for a raised eyebrow from someone who's not speaking looking for someone who stops taking a note because they're maybe disagreeing into finding those moments of very very specific human behavior where you're finding either some friction, misalignment, there's there's something happening there. And, and when I see that, I just drive a truck right through that. Yeah. And I will stop a meeting and say, <laughs> hey, John, 
I just saw that you had a reaction. Let's talk about that. And it's not to be provocative. It's not to put someone on the spot. But when businesses themselves have not the shared goal, they don't have a shared North Star, you're off to a bad start. No matter what you remember, how talented your engineers are, how fabulous your designers are, everyone needs to be on the same page. And if you you find that moment of, again, we're not all calibrated or someone's just not fully buying into that, you've got to poke at that. You've got to really understand where is that? Why is that? Because there's a new finding, a new learning, or someone that just doesn't have data, perhaps. It could be a very easy patch, or it could unyield a tremendous requirement that no one had surfaced until that point. So I think it's a really very niche thing. Uh, Learning that on video calls, I'm looking at the person that's not speaking. That's that's my number one thing. If you're talking, I don't need to see you. I want to see how people are responding to you. So body language humans are complicated so you got to learn how to how to uncomplicate it i love what i love that um you know it's funny that you know we all talk about the squeaky wheel getting the grease but the reality is what you're talking about is it's actually the the quietest people it's those subtle moments those subtle things that you're hearing that you need to kind of triangulate back to to really understand how to unlock innovation in some of these cases yeah i was just in a meeting just last week and it was a very quiet gentleman i had my eye on him the whole time because i was wondering is he not and there's two reasons he's not speaking because he's fully agreed fully locked in and this is not new to him or or the second option is that he doesn't know how to diffuse or 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 refute what we're talking about in front of his colleagues right like you also have these internal politics that you have to be careful of and so at a quick break i was like hey just curious like you know how are you feeling about today just very general make a friend you're building that relationship so that person can be very honest with you or at least give you a breadcrumb to a question that you can ask that might unyield uh, the next question it's it's really it's an interrogation but with a smile right. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job with that you really do all right. So we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, kind of that user centricity, that really thinking about everything from a human centered perspective. As we kind of think a little bit macro level, what are some, you know, you've seen a lot of things, you've worked in a lot of industries, you've built a lot of products, very large scale, smaller scale. Um, what are some of the trends that you see emerging from a software perspective? Yeah, I think there's, I'll, I'll give you three buckets because I could probably could talk on this this topic for, for hours and days on end. Uh, obviously I have to start with, with AI and generative AI. And that's just because everybody that I talk to is, is asking, uh, they're asking questions about it. And the question I want to get that I have yet to get is, explain it to me. What is it? Yeah. And, and so I think we've missed, we as a, as a delivery mechanism across the board, not profit optics, I think we all as professionals have missed the mark on educating potential clients and customers on what is it? Because right now what I'm finding is folks just drive into, I need AI, I need Gen AI. That, that's a solution. You, you've missed the problem space. You've not factored in your users. Whatever you want and whatever you get is not going to be worth what you paid for it because you've, you, I can guarantee you, as I said here, you've missed the mark. Right. You might have beautifully designed, perfectly written code. It's not going to be right. So, you know, AI is powerful and we yeah. absolutely need to leverage the, the technology. It's going to make, you know, software better. It's going to make interactions quicker, faster. There's a huge, uh, you know, upside there. But, but what I want to say is that when you lead with a solution, 
you are missing out on addressing the full problem, which then prohibits your your true innovation and the full creativity of that coming forward for those users. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's number one. That's a great, it's a great point. Let's just pause there because I think um, one of the things that certainly our clients are asking us, you know, either they're saying, give me AI. Again, they don't have no idea what they're asking for. So obviously we're always trying to tri- triangulate that back to what is the problem you're trying to solve? And, and maybe of the problems you're trying to solve, let us help guide you as to where AI is a good fit. And, and obviously we're looking at AI and trying to figure out how do we become more efficient? And then certainly how do we make our clients more efficient? And as you know, there are places to use AI that will be of no value and other Tons. places where it's tremendous value, but it's all about that problem statement first. And to your point, it's not just about, you know, give me a sandwich you know, are you hungry? Right? Exactly. I, and I love, I, yeah. I always bring it back to food. So I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 we do, in your sample, what kind of sandwich, what kind of bread? I don't like pickles. Again, it, it's a very silly sample, but that's basically when you're saying I want AI is like, I want a sandwich. Yeah. Great. What are the ingredients? Who's eating it? Oh, it's for your two-year-old who doesn't maybe have a full set of teeth. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's all that's those right. things again, that's right. bringing it back to users. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so other thoughts on, uh, yeah, you mentioned, I think, three, but I mean, that's certainly AI, Gen I, AI are, is huge. I yeah. mean, no one's going to debate that. And, and I, what I would just pl- put a plug in for our audience, you're obviously, whoever you are, you're listening, you're, you have a boss somewhere that's saying, what are we doing in AI? Love to have a, more dialogue around that. We are helping clients every day figure out how to maximize their utilization of AI, where it makes sense, where it doesn't make sense. Both are important. And uh, we'd love to talk to you more about that. Absolutely. Huge value. We'd love to love to hear your problems and just talk about the future state and what, what it could be for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the second trend I'm seeing is, is in much more immersive experiences. And so again, you know, you know, AR and VR has been around, you know, but I'm even talking about, uh, you know, things I saw, I went to, to CES this year in Las Vegas and, and there was a lot of wearables. There was a lot of biotech, a lot of healthcare space. Those were really cool. Those are niche. I get it. But, but even you know, with Apple's new headset, the vision pro, again, this is still brand new and, and, and cutting edge. But, you know, it's early days and it's the first model of that particular product. And I'm not endorsing it in any way, but just saying like how a wearable can connect you to your real world. Again, we've done metaverse things and all that. I don't know that the mass consumer wants to live in a world that's not real, but see, maybe they do. I could be wrong. <laughs> but but you're having technology work for you in a way where it's connecting your digital world to your real world in a space that really enhances the user experience. Again, I'm, I'm always going to give you a user yeah. answer. Uh, it might be a drinking game at some point, <laughs> you know. But but helping enhance the day to day core functions that that person's trying to do in new, interesting, beneficial, technologically provocative ways that provide value to the user. Again, it's going to come back to to what are the problems and the solutions. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about what I've seen. Again, not just with the you know the Apple headset, but even just some of the other AR and VR things that are coming, a lot of proof of concepts were there. So yeah, I think there's a huge, huge place for that. One note also here is the amount of data that we've been collecting on our wearables. It's time for that data to start paying off. Right. And so right. I think that's the part that I'm seeing is I've collected health data for 2,400 days in a row on my Fitbit. Right. But what then? Yeah. What do I do with that? Yeah. How do I harness that to then perhaps leverage AI to give me a meal plan or a workout, but whatever that is, I have no idea the solution yet, but those are types of things. Well, this, I got to be honest, this sounds like you're bucking for a free 
Apple headset here. Well, I we're mean, going down to the Apple store. I have an appointment at 1030 tomorrow. We get to try it out. You get a 30 minute demo. I also do want to just see the demo to see like absolutely. how they introduce this to users. Again, I'm very curious on how new products are introduced agreed, to users. Agreed. All right. Well, we do know that we're not supposed to drive with them on, which it sounds like a number of people have been doing recently. I've so. seen. I've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Anything else? Any other trends? Yeah. I, I think the third trend is, is not new, but I still think it's a trend because I don't know that we've all collectively as professionals gotten this right. And, and, it, and it's high quality solutions that are driving incredible business value that provide the best possible outcomes for users. And, and again, I've said all these sentences before, but you know, as the market continues to, to shift and evolve, you know, listening to your users' needs and how those have changed over time, leveraging some of the new tech that we've just talked about from AI to, to AR and VR, you know, bringing those in, that's going to unlock opportunities for your users. And as a business owner, you're going to have new revenue streams, new value, increased outcomes, whether that's engagement or you know money or new customers, whatever that might mean. And so I think always looking at what is the solution I have today? Is it time to scale that? Is it time to retire that? Do I need new solutions? Is it a new feature? Constantly being very curious of what you have in the market or specifically the gap that you are seeing because your user feedback, that is an omnipresent and an evergreen trend. And I, I will die on that hill, Greg. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I think it's an important place to die uh, from a software perspective. And it's funny, that is exactly why we've called the company Profit Optics, because we ultimately don't want a customer or a client working with us if we are not driving increased profits for their business. And we think there's huge opportunities. And again, that's where we love engaging with clients and creating those assessments to really uncover that. And in many cases, we will unlock value. In other cases, we may say, you know what, you're doing a great job here and you, you, you may need to look elsewhere. But again, I love it. I think that's exactly right. Well, all right. Well, you know, we could literally talk all day I, about I, this, I would, and I, I love it. Um, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to have to eat at some point. But now, you know what I, I want to just say? I, I, I'm sure our audience is listening and thinking, "Wow, I mean, Nathan, those that know Nathan, those that don't know Nathan, kind of what an encyclopedia of information in terms of the things that you've seen and the experiences you've had and have delivered for clients. Why then did you choose to join this little crazy place we call Profit Optics? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'm I'm so excited. And first off, thank you for recognizing uh, on behalf of clients and, and software and teams I've worked with. It's purely collaborative effort, and I'm so proud of the work at, at any of the places I at, that I've worked. And so for me, it's the collection of experiences that I can bring. Who best can unlock more experiences for me? How can I exceed and continue to grow, but also provide value to where I'm at? But to answer your question more directly, in a single sentence. I want to collaborate and create software that enhances and shapes the overall human experience. That is just the the core north star that I, that I operate from from every day. I think in evaluating profit optics, we share a lot of the same core threads, and I and I found such synergy in you know the value prop, but then also meeting people across the board. I met several folks during during the interview process to, to join. And part of that is is digital is in our DNA. That's pretty common. I think most folks would have that. But what I found was the two things that that matched what I wanted next, and, and that is an insatiable curiosity. Why? How can we? Why should we? I love questions where you can answer and have honest debate and and have debate for not just for debate's sake, but actually like, is this the right way to 
counsel this client? Is this the right solution? Poke holes in this. And the way to do that in a very safe space where everyone's collaborating with positive intent and supporting each other and not tearing away at, at opportunities. That's super important. And the second part, I tell you, the the what I call the the, the figure it out muscle yeah. is very strong here. <laughs> and, and I love that because you've got that insatiable curiosity, but how do you then land on something that you can do? We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I just think those are two pieces that I bring personally in my in my career is I'm curious and then how might we how can we let's figure it out dive in I, you know I'm not a traditional technologist my background is incredibly not in early days not in tech at all uh, and so figuring that out is really really important and then at the core of it you know it's user-centered product-led custom software that really stands profit optics clients apart from others in the space. Yep. And I think, you know, unlocking revenue streams for customers so they can reinvest in their businesses, their customers, or finding finding and fixing new problems, whatever that might be, you know, that's a powerful message. It, it's it, it's all encompassing. Businesses need to, su you know, to succeed, they need to thrive. And, and I think we unlock that here. So yeah, we also move fast. We embed deeply with clients and, and we truly partner with them. And I think, you know, it goes back to one of the first taglines of, of Profit Optics. When our clients succeed, we succeed. Yeah. And, and that is just such a, a powerful statement. And it isn't just a tagline. It, it's the lived, breathed experience that everyone has as sort of their guiding light of when you're making these decisions of like, how will that client succeed? It's yeah. nothing selfish. It's very selfless in that approach, but the benefits come back. I love it. And uh, and the only thing I would add to that, and I want to thank you because what you are already doing for us in the short time you've been with us is adding to our culture. And so the, uh, the thing I would add to that is when our employees succeed, our clients succeed, and as a result, our business succeeds. And that has been true with all of the people we've added, and uh, you are clearly, uh, uh, you know, the next addition to uh, a growing culture in a place that I want to continue to work. So that, thank you, awesome. just the, honored for you to be a colleague. The, the the culture he references is the the donut culture that I've already <laughs> spread uh, here. I believe there's been a couple of days in a row of, of new fancy donuts delivered to the office, yeah. but you know that's exactly. if that's what I bring to the culture. <laughs> more, more, more time on the treadmill this weekend. It's all good. There it's you all go. good. Well, thank you for the welcome. It's it's. It's been great to be here, and and I, it's a culture that I already fit into, and I'm super excited to be part of yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're making us better. Well, great insights, Nathan. Thank you. Um, obviously, we've just hit on probably ten different topics that we could riff much deeper on, and we days probably and will. Days. Yes. So, thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Uh, but before we go, we close every show with a lightning round to really just help the audience. They've already obviously gotten to know you a little bit more, but this will help them go a little deeper. You Let's, good with that? I'm, I'm nervous, but let's go. All right. All right. Okay. Let's start it off. Morning or night person? Both. Both? Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, both. So you I, just don't sleep? No. You, you, you strategize your sleep. I, everything I do is very strategic, Greg. No, I, I love my morning coffee. I love watching the sun come up over the East River in New York. I have a, I have a tremendous view. And so that I, I wake up for that for sure. And then I love that quiet moment at night where I, I have my thoughts. I can sort of put my day to bed, and then I start thinking about what can I do tomorrow? I, I get excited about tomorrow. I get to do this. I get to do it. And, and I, that's really important phrasing for me because it's not I have to, it's I get to. And that that's super important for me because I am very energetic when it comes to work. And that's those are the two things. Love it. Love it. Uh, ebook or physical book? 
ebook yeah. only because I travel a lot and I can't take physical books. But I, we have a very large shelf of a lot of physical books because I still like the collection of a book. But yeah, it's I'm ebook all the way. Just you can do so much with technology. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, staying on books, favorite book of the past year. It's gonna be an it's gonna be a left field call for you. Okay. Uh, it, it's a cookbook. I'm not nice. a I'm not a cook. Yeah. Uh, it's called More Is More by uh, a, a chef called Molly Baz. Okay. And one, she's incredible. I got to meet her at a book wow. signing. She's super fun. Nice. I love her Instagram. She's got the cutest dog. I, it's it's a whole. <laughs> it's not. And I you're not, all in on Molly. I'm all in. And I'm not a cook in any way. <laughs> Not at all, but this the book. It's it's beautifully written. the The photographs are tremendous. Like it is as a product, ten stars. Wow. Like it is no notes. It is absolutely wow. perfection. You almost need the physical book of this one. Oh, hundred percent. You absolutely do. The, <laughs> no the, e on this one. The staging, the pictures, the fun recipe titles. I won't give anything away, but yeah, check out some of the recipe titles. And it's it, it also it's approachable. Like I, while I'm not a cook. I could be very successful, probably at least at 60% of those recipes. I love it. I love it. All right. Favorite moment of the past year? Favorite moment of the past year? It would be very easy to say joining this team. Hmm. That's very much a high, high, high on the list. Uh, I've done – so that's the easy answer. I won't give you the throwaway. All of the travel I've seen uh, in the past year, I've been to six new countries and seven new states throughout my travels, mostly for work, some for fun. Uh, And – Seeing those cultures has been tremendous. The one that I'll give you is the top of the Rock of Gibraltar. I will never forget that moment ever in time. That was stunning. Absolutely stunning. All right. Good. Uh, just just added it to my list. Um, finally, if you weren't working in tech, what would you be doing? Oh, 100%. I would be following women's tennis as a statistician or... Uh, any anything any any way to be it. that is my absolute true passion uh, of really enhancing the product of of women's sports specifically in tennis if i got to take tech out of it it would be yeah statistician advisor consultant love it love it well nathan great job great job um my guess is there'll be plenty of listeners who would love to pick your brain or uh, bounce additional ideas off you by tapping into your expertise. So how can they find you? You bet. My advice is always free. Uh, and I love a cup of coffee. So I'll meet you <laughs> anywhere that, in New York. Bring a donut. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So find me on LinkedIn. Uh, connect at Profit Optics. My email address is nathan.henry at profitoptics.com. Uh, or just you know reach out in any way that you can uh, to get a hold of me. Yeah. But LinkedIn is, is probably the easy way or email. Uh, I won't give you my home address because we'll save that for the second <laughs> meeting. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, to all our audience, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And finally, keep smiling and remember that it's people that power the technology that can make your business grow. And if you want to meet people that live that daily or want to ask questions about how technology can impact your business, hit us up at pod.profitoptics.com. Thanks for listening to People Powered Tech. Profit Optics produces the show. We are a technology consulting company that designs and delivers data and software solutions to help companies unlock innovation. Learn more at ProfitOptics.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share this episode with a colleague, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform.